0: Welcome to the Food Intelligence Podcast, where we explore the latest insights and trends shaping the future of food and beverage. This is Lee Brimer filling in for our regular host, Miriam and In this quick Q4 episode, we're joined by Jock Botball, CMO of Tastewise, to discuss how to evaluate AI vendors for 2024. As AI continues to transform industries, it's more important than ever to choose the right vendors and partners to help you achieve your organization's goals. Jacques will share his insights on what to look for when evaluating vendors, including their experience, capabilities, and data privacy. He'll also provide some questions you should be asking your vendors during the evaluation process. So, whether you're just starting to explore AI or looking to scale up your AI initiatives, this episode is for you. Happy listening! Welcome to our 2024 planning session about budgeting for AI in 2024. My name's Lee, uh, marketing communications here at TasteWise, and we're joined today by our CMO, Jacques, who will be a great resource for us when it comes to understanding the key pains, challenges, and solutions that AI can bring to your, your budgeting conversations for 2024.
1: Just very fast, because I, I know that there's a lot of people that don't know us, so just to make sure that everyone knows about TasteWise. So really, we're everything about food and beverage. That's only that we do. We breathe We breathe about TasteWise, uh, about food and beverage all the day. Our team is divided into... Type of people, AI people, and food and beverage experts. And the last thing is, we have a community of the you know the best, the most uh, pioneer brands in the world, from like uh, big sizes to small sizes, the best startups, the best corporates. So, so, really, we have really a great combination of a team, tools, and community that helps us do this type of webinars for our community. And I think that we cannot avoid uh, by discussing uh, you know vendor evaluation the world, the macro world. And and I think that we are in a world that is changing so fast, especially the last three years has been like a roller coaster. Every single day is a different day. It's like, like our consumers are changing pretty fast, but the world is changing pretty fast, right? And I think if we would have made a poll and say how many times the CFO or the finance team has come to you and tell you, you need to rethink your budget in the last uh, 12 months. I think everyone here, 100% of the people, will say, yes, the finance team is on me, especially when we're doing uh, planning. And the reason is because they have a lot of investor pressure, right? There is a lot of pressures uh, because of what is happening with inflation around the world. And there is a lot of different things that are really shaping how we are evaluating vendors, okay? Because it's not anymore only what we need, what the company needs, but also to fit the situation of what is happening in a macro world. You know, climate change is affecting a lot of tooling uh, that we're seeing. Regulations, changes of regulations. You know, a couple of years ago, it was GDPR that changed completely the way that we do marketing, okay, in Europe, for example. But really, we have a really a macro situation that is telling us how we should be evaluating our tools. If we add to that and we go a little bit into our industry, we're spending a lot of money today as an industry, okay? We're really investing a lot of money in sales and marketing. We are spending a lot of money on third-party agencies, professional services, research companies, consultants. And at the end of the day, as a industry, the majority of the products that we're bringing to market are not succeeding, okay, which is really interesting. Okay, what do we need to do different as a market in order to bring that result of success much higher? And not only that, it's we need to be much faster. You know, I was talking with, uh, with a friend of mine, and he told me, in the last uh, three months, I have become a carnivore, a vegetarian, and a vegan. And I said, like, well, what, what is going on? And he said, like, yeah, yeah, because, you know, I read something here. And then I, my, my doctor told me that I needed to change my diet. And then I decided to change it again. So this is the world today. It's changing so fast. And it's changing because of the macro situations, what we're seeing in our telephone. And just, I want to ask a fast question. We don't have a poll, but I wanted to have it in your mind. And think how many ads we see on a day that is influencing the consumer decision. So usually the answer that you probably are are having in your head is like somewhere around 30 to 50. That's what the majority of people answer. Some people answer 100. The answer is 4,000 to 10,000 ads we see a day. And we're not succeeding to bring a 90% success rate. We're doing a 90% failure rate in the go-to market. So there's a lot of conversation that we need to know, okay, what is the tools that we need to bring in order to succeed better?
0: I just want to add there before you move on, is that when it comes to evaluating your vendors, Things are changing all the time. There are so many complex situations that are out of our control. What we want to make sure that you guys are taking into account with your vendors is about how future-proof is this solution? How are you able to invest in a solution that will accommodate the changes that are coming throughout the year? You have a strategy right now. I truly wish you all the utmost success with it, and the fewest amount of iterations and changes as possible. However, we know that that's not always the world we live in. So you wanna make sure you have a vendor that can easily pivot with you, whether it's on executing a new marketing campaign, working with a different set of budgets, working with new teams across your organization.
1: Excellent. So this is like, I I fully agree with Liam, thank you so much for adding that. And and we really need to evaluate every uh, vendor that we are utilizing today on, Four key factors, always, you know, there are are a lot of factors and uh, Lee will show a tool that will help you evaluate a lot of different factors. There is four key factors that at the end of the day summarize everything, which is time, cost, latency, and outsource. Okay. And when I say cost, the cost is also a human cost. Okay. Because the time that you spend has an investment cost that you're putting a a person in it. And every single tool, every single service, everything consultant, every single vendor, that you guys are utilizing has these four dimensions that you need to evaluate. But anyway, what is very interesting is that Lee created this tool for you guys to, first of all, evaluate your budget. This is something that you can do. This is like a funnel of a budget. And you guys can, you will actually be able to make, Lee will show it in a, after. You will actually be able to evaluate your planning like this or your vendor. Each vendor, you can evaluate it in a specific tool. So it will, it will be really good for your for your use, and, and Lee will explain a little bit further after. At the end, we need to make sure that we get out of that slow and manual. We're in a world that changed completely. We need to make sure that it's not expensive. And when I say expensive, it's not about the cost of the tool. It's about the return, because you may spend. It doesn't matter, you know. You may spend millions of dollars on a on a marketing agency. What matters. It's not the cost, it's the investment. You need to see every vendor is an investment, it's not a cost. So if you're not seeing it's an investment, then it's not the right vendor. And that's how you need to think about it. The last thing, it needs to fit every vendor that you're evaluating, every single service needs to fit your consumer's life cycle, your consumer's data cycle, your consumer's cycles. It means that you cannot have outdated things, inaccurate things, you need to follow, you need to make sure that your vendors are aligned with the timeless of your consumers, okay, it's really, really important.
0: I want to add in here, it takes back to kind of the concept of what we're budgeting for here and how we're budgeting is over the last year, we've seen incredible leaps and bounds when it comes to AI, and specifically generative AI. And we look at this process, whether you're starting on the left side here, the research phase, gathering your data, then the decision-making process. And once you've decided on an idea, a product to bring to market, let's say, then you go to your external vendors for marketing execution, your marketing agencies, ad companies, and whatnot. So we look at it traditionally this way in a linear process. We start on the left side, we're moving towards the right side. However, with AI, what we're able to do is we're able to disrupt this process. So instead of waiting for the execution to happen after the decision, you can even see what the execution would look like while you're gathering the research. So when you're making a decision, you have this fully realized concept of what used to be a linear workflow is now going to be synchronous. It's happening all at the same time. And uh, that leads us to the next point here. I'm curious to see... How many of you guys are already leveraging generative AI? So I just launched a poll. I know that AI, while it's been an incredible developing field for us over the last many years, we've seen the public get involved very heavily in the last year with tools like ChatGPT. Google launched their Bard, and what we're what I'm seeing and and uh, hearing from even very high um, senior budget holders and companies is there's a lot of apprehension to onboard onboard AI or or even just the confusion of how do I do this for my team? So please answer that poll. We'd love to hear your responses. Oh, we're seeing some great responses come in. Some no, some not yet, but planning to, and some a little bit, but no one is really using uh, generative AI currently as an integral part of their day. Interesting.
1: By the way, it's really interesting to see. And it's a, uh... Align with what we're going to say. That 55% of the people said a little bit, right, in the in the poll. So 55% of you guys that are here in the webinar said that you're actually leveraging a little bit of AI. So with everything that we said before, the macro, right? We said about our macro. We said about our market, how it's changing, how we need to increase the accuracy, and our vendors need to. We need to measure them on time, costs, latency. Okay. At the end, AI changed completely the way that we work. 30% of the workforce today is already using AI in the workplace. 30%, and we see today that we have 50%, and so we have a lot of pioneers here, okay? We have a, a lot of early adopters here. So 30% of the workforce this is something, it's a crazy number. For you guys to understand how crazy it is to chat GPT, it took two took two months to reach 100 million users. I'm sure that everyone here uses Instagram. It took 30 months to Instagram to do the same amount of, of KPIs. That's how fast these technologies are being integrated to our workflows. Okay. I have had the yeah. luck that in my teams, we have been utilizing Generative AI for already 10 years. But the evolution that happened in the last year, it, it was never like this. Okay. The tooling that we have today in the market is just crazy. It's like great tools. We have the luck here at Tazebix that we're like leveraging our, lot in the, our platform for our customers based on food. And beverage. So it's really great to see how we are seeing our customers leveraging AI. And it's making things that they were taking already fast with our platform, which is a pretty good platform already. They are doing it in 10% of the time now with generative AI since we have put it, which is incredible to see.
0: Jacques, I just yes. want to add there too is that as we're experimenting with AI, we're using it, as many of you said, a little bit. It's so exciting to see the different applications. For this this AI technology in your day today. And it's really important as you continue to adopt more of it for those of you that are not yet using it but planning to, that you're understanding the context of which the data is trained on. Because for example, if we use ChatGPT as the example that's being listed here, as having such a short time to adoption, it's incredible that people can leverage it so quickly, but they also need to understand the, the quality of the data, how it can answer your questions. And essentially, ChatGPT, for those that, that haven't used it, it will always give you an answer. Whether that answer is correct, factual, in line with your consumers is not necessarily always the case. So just make sure that as you're talking with your vendors and they are saying things like we're using AI or we're using generative AI, just understand what models they're using. We'll talk about the data in a, in a couple slides, but just specifically, How is that technology leveraging the data to keep it as current as possible, to disrupt that linear workflow?
1: Excellent point. And when you're evaluating the platforms, there's a lot of things that you need to, first of all, understand. First of all, you need to put, as we said at the beginning, the consumer as the center of it, okay? The data that you're leveraging. Second, we're in a real-time world, guys. We cannot look anymore at one year back. We cannot look back at... Six months back, we need to look what is happening right now. The world changes every week, every day, every month. It's not changing anymore by year. The changes are really fast. The second part is the part of food and beverage. One of the key things evaluating AI vendors, as Lee was explaining right now, is the data. And we're in the world of hyper-personalization. Like you guys go to Amazon and Amazon is actually giving you hyper-personalized suggestions. You need to have the hyper-personalization that you need. So it's the world of the vertical vendors, okay? It's what it's called the software world, the vertical SaaS vendors, guys. Meaning you need to have a vendor that is an expert on your field, on the food and beverage field. That's a critical evaluation criteria. The most critical part, which Generative AI changed everything, is the always-on solution, right? It's about having access to changes and generate new information, insights, and execute fast, immediately. Very important about marketing execution. We are in the world that the tools that we have is not enough to have information and data. We need to be able to evaluate things that take me to the end, to the execution, to allow me to do things faster, quicker, to fail faster, and to succeed much faster. And last but not least is like, there is no way in this world that you are evaluating vendors that are not thinking Already about how to implement generative AI. Forget about using. Okay, we are, we know that we are a pretty innovative company, so we were the first in the market to actually implement generative AI and we have a great solution. But regardless of that, any vendor that you are working with, you need to understand that they're looking to be innovative, that they're actually implementing generative AI. They're going to build it in and they're not only going to build it in, they're going to build it in with relevant data because artificial intelligence without great data is just artificial. And when we really look at planning, and it's really a beautiful slide that Lee did here, okay, and it's really interesting because it's very similar to how AI works. So if you look at AI, how does it work? You build a model, then you put data, okay, a lot of data. You process that data, you filter it to make it relevant. Then you transform it into models, okay, to provide context. So you, first of all, clean the data, as I said, the quality and new context. And then you provide meaning and insight. That's how AI works. And the same goes for our planning. Every vendor that you are evaluating, you need to have a strategy map. What is that vendor trying to fix for you? What is that vendor going to impact you? What is that vendor going to help you increase something that you're doing better, good already? Then you go and say, okay, what is the things that that vendor needs to have? What is the information I need to provide that vendor in order to evaluate him. So what is the KPIs that I'm going to evaluate them? Okay, how am I going to measure their success? Then we go and say, okay, let's check them, right? Let's check these uh, criteria, how that vendor is actually going to answer me those answers. And then we say, okay, in our context, does that vendor already answers the strategy that we set forward? And once we do that and we answer all the questions that we said before and all the KPIs that we want to mention, we believe that that vendor can answer those, then we get, we start to execute. It's a decision and the action part. And it's really a similar formula. That's how AI works, by the way. This is the AI. And it's the same by evaluating a vendor, okay? Lee, anything that you want to add here? Because I know that you had the, a lot of things uh, to say to me in these slides. Anything that you wanted to add?
0: The important part that I want to point out here is as you guys are working with sensitive data, this is a lot of times proprietary information that a really important factor to discuss is the privacy that comes along with the AI solution as well. So as Jacques was showing that flow and sharing kind of where each point in the planning process you're evaluating your vendor and and thinking ahead so you can leverage the technology correctly, you have to, at the same time, in parallel to that, be looking at the privacy of the solutions that you're looking for. For example, for those of you that are using just a little bit of generative AI, I hope that you've read some or, or little Snapchats of the, the privacy policy. And because, for example, if you haven't heard this already, I want to be the first to tell you, please don't ever put any... Client information or personal or sensitive proprietary information into any free. Generative AI large language model. Why that is the case is, first of all, anything that's said into those models is used to train the data. So, for example, if you're putting a specific client use case or information about revenue and whatnot, that can actually be used to help someone else's answer while they're using the platform. So, really important that you know that for yourself where where you're using Generative AI. And the second part is, make sure the solutions that you're evaluating, the vendors, have enterprise-grade security. Us marketeers always like to be on the cutting edge of technology and think in such a creative way. Um, We're often really grounded by our our legal teams or our regulatory teams. So just make sure that as you're exploring this technology, bringing it into your organization, that you're also involving those members of your team as well. All right, we have another question for you here. And regardless of what you've heard us say today, Um, We'd love to engage with you and hear what is the most important factor when choosing a vendor. So I've listed a couple options here, price, usability, the quality of the data, but I'd be really happy to hear from you guys in the chat. What are some other factors that are really important when choosing a vendor? All right, we're seeing a couple responses come in here. No wrong answers. We'd love to actually hear from some of you in the chat if there's something that you want to um, elaborate on. Christopher says availability, that's fantastic.
1: Yeah, I think it's really good to see because we see like from every, every type of answer, by the way, it's probably a mix of all of them. And in, a, in your evaluation tool, some people have something specific, some people others, because you have minimal standards for the others also. But we see that the majority of the people are answering quality of data, because at the end, you're gonna get a, a, a solution that if it doesn't have the right data, or the right disability, then you won't be able to leverage it, right? It's
0: really interesting to to see those those answers. Just to sum up here, we're see, we saw 50% of you guys were looking at the quality of the data, 10% price, 10% usability. Of course, we acknowledge that it is a combination of the factors as well. And I wanted to share that uh, Kimberly mentioned to us, the quality and price are really important, but I think equally necessary is the privacy, the training, or the service that comes along with the solution. Thanks for sharing that. We
1: fully that. agree. We fully agree. By the way, this is an example of AI, just for you guys to understand. So you can see, for example, how data can be like, uh, if you have an AI solution, what is the scale of the things that you can do from like service at very big scales to really unlimited report experts, And that's the power of AI, okay, because you don't need a human that is like actually doing report by report. It's actually an AI tool that is trained with your workflows, is trained with your actually domain expertise of food. And that's the idea of AI, okay? You can train it to do what a human does if it's supervised correctly. Some more advice, right. you know, you want to do this, uh, Ellie? You want to yeah, go Yeah,
0: sure, sure. I, I think I want to make sure that this session isn't just big picture, high level getting your, the wheels turning in your head, you're actually walking away from here with some actionable ways to bring this vendor evaluation into your process right now, especially as we're deep in Q4 and many of you are either still in the process or, or getting close to finishing budgeting for 2024 make sure that when you're coming uh, or evaluating your your vendors that you're looking at three main factors and these are some good questions to to ask them as well and to note down the cost of course super important the price but also the extras what are the price levers when it comes to your agreement for example are you paying for a certain amount of data what if you need more how much is that going to cost you like we said at the beginning We can plan as best as we can, but we always have to leave room for life to happen. So just make sure that you're really aware, even if a vendor is, let's say, a little bit less expensive, just make sure you're understanding the price levers and that it's scalable for your business. Let's say they come to you and uh, you have a price, it's for a certain amount of things, and you say, this is incredible, we want to increase this to our whole team. What does that look like? What is that going to cost you? The other one, which uh, I'll call out again, that Kimberly mentioned in the chat privacy and compatibility. This is extremely important for artificial intelligence. We're just starting to incorporate this into our businesses on a large scale. And the privacy, the legal, and the regulatory needs to come just in line with the exciting creativity, innovation, and generation from these tools, as well as the compatibility, making sure that the data or the vendors, regardless of where they are in your process, that they're compatible with your ways of working as well as the data that you use. You don't want to have a vendor that gives you an output that you then can't share, let's say, easily within your organization. And the last point I'll touch is the use of AI. Yes, a lot of us are still unaware of the technicality behind some of the terms when it comes to AI, large language models, generative AI for coding and whatnot, but just to make sure as best as you can to ask the questions about the models that are being used for your vendors, the AI models. So are they looking at just text? Are they looking at videos? Are they looking at images? Essentially, how how are they training these models? What is the context of the data that they're pulling from? So, even if you don't may, maybe necessarily know what the right answers are, I, I think that it'll still be beneficial for you as you ask your vendors these questions for them to give you these answers. So you're you're very well trained on it. Fantastic! Thanks everyone for joining. We really appreciate you here. Excellent!ly Thank you so
1: much. It was great to do it with you, and thank you yeah, everyone for joining us.
0: I'll have you back for sure, Jacques. No problem. (laughs) Thank you, Lee. Have a great day, everyone.